Hey everyone, Future Gabe here. Uh, before today's episode, I wanted to let everyone know that we have listed a link to the Middle Eastern Children's Alliance to help provide emergency funding to the families forced to leave their homes in Gaza. Our donations will go towards hospitals and other emergency relief centers. We encourage you to please donate and help those who are suffering. Please remember that this is a humanitarian crisis and we must do our part. The link is will be in our episode bio and will be on our social soon. Thank you, and on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to Bottom of the Barrel, the show where we trudge through the absolute filth that is the bottom of cinema. My name is Gabe. I'm Katie. I'm Jake. How we doing, boys? Well, I'm a woman, so... Oh, well, fuck off, I guess. I I shouldn't be included here. <laughs> I shouldn't be a woman. Yeah, I, I cannot say that at all. It does not apply at all. <laughs> I say it. Jake, the most misogynistic out of all of us, has no comment. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I am great. As we said before we started recording, we uh, Gabe and I just woke up because we can't be we can't be bothered to wake up early to save our lives. It's not even like an early time. It's like nine o'clock that we were supposed I to start. Like, I naturally woke up at like eight forty-five. Yeah, and I set an alarm for eight fifty, and I was still kind of like drifting in and out of sleep. Yeah, and Gabe and I told Gabe, I said, "We need to get up. We got to record." And Gabe was like, "Well, what time is it?" I said, eight fifty-five, and they're like, "Oh, it's like shit. fuck." <laughs> um, yeah, I usually get up at at three thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, my work days, so I'm like a- anything past that sleeping in room. How are you, Jake? Um, I'm doing pretty good. I've been relaxing a good bit, getting like getting into a good just general schedule, I guess. Nice. Good. Hell yeah. Other than that, not much has really been going on. Yeah. Gabe, what's been going on with you? <laughs> I'm um, so sorry. Not much, uh, aside from work and school. Um, we we had to write a second script for screenwriting, mm-hmm. um, and we had to act it out in class. Um, so, and I wrote a a short about gay cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. and it was seeing everyone seeing the other guys act it out was really fucking funny. Um, <laughs> And it made me very happy because it made me actually want to film this one, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I it was it was a lot of fun. Nice. So you I made re- Brookback Mountain? Not exactly, <laughs> but yes, close to it. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal um, was in your class. <laughs> I, wrote, <laughs> I wish. No, I um, I read the script and it was actually really good. I wrote it in like thirty minutes. Yeah, it was it was very fun too. From like concept to finishing it <laughs> it's like 30 minutes because i was planning on writing a completely different story that i've been trying to come up with and then i forget like what inspired it and i was like hold on <laughs> what if <laughs> i think i was sitting on the couch while you were writing this and yeah. i kept like overhearing like the like process of your writing and you just turned to me and you're like what's an what's a like old western cowboy name i was like Fuck Big John. <laughs> no, I had Big John. You helped come up with Old Jed. Old Jed, yeah. yeah. You came up with Old Jed, Bo, and uh, 
Yeah, I think those are your. I think I'm uh, suggesting like McClintock or something like yeah. that as well. The other, uh, and then I came up with Big John and uh, Joe Bob. Joe Bob. Fucking <laughs> um, <laughs> ridiculous. It was really fun. And then I read the script and I was like, okay, tell me you've never like watched or know anything about Western movies in your life without telling Actually, me. Actually, like maybe one or two Westerns. And I don't know, but that's the thing. Like, it's supposed to be not entirely accurate it's just supposed to get the point sure very very stereotypical yeah yeah it was it was a lot of fun to write but uh i might make it into a short at some point so be looking out for that i guess all right very excited to see it yeah um shifting gears uh today we're talking about a movie that (laughs) me and my family have a history with um Because we watched this movie, um, we were like, we used to, whenever we were a family, we had, uh, we would like sit down and like we would have like dinner, um, like my dad or my mom would cook something Mm -hmm. and like usually my dad would like make pizza um, and we would sit down and watch movie, uh, like watch a movie. Um. And this was one of the movies that we happened to watch. Um, and God, it's bad. Uh, and from then on, we kind of, it became an inside joke. We would quote it all the time. Um, and so it just became a thing. So I'm excited to talk about it. I'm, I'm very excited as well. This was, this was an interesting one, for sure. Uh, I think I had to have Gabe pause the movie at several points to be uh, like, to be like, what the fuck is actually happening here? <laughs> what timeline does this exist on? And but I'm very excited to talk about it. Uh, Jake, what was your? Um, well, I know we haven't said the title yet, but Jake, what was your your kind of reaction, general oh. reaction when watching it? I-, I thought it was very cute. It was very nice. <laughs> oh, pardon it was- me. <laughs> it's just like a cute movie, you know. It's just like. <laughs> Oh, dude, speaking on that, um, I'm sorry, but uh, yesterday, not yesterday, but the day before in class, I told mm-hmm. Katie about this, um, but there's a guy who wrote the script that was supposed to be, like, super serious um, and, like, experimental. Like, a, he's a film bro. Uh, well, like a film bro type. Like, he's he's a nice guy. This isn't me, like, being like, oh, well, fuck it. Like, he's, he, he's a nice guy. But, like, he, the way he writes is very, like, experimental, like, serious. Um, and after we read it, my my script super, script supervisor, my screenwriting professor was like, "That was really cute." Um, oh, I can see no. that being animated. And like the the look on his face, like it almost broke my heart. Oh. I was like, "Oh no, poor guy." Um, you know, just your efforts were adorable. Good job. It was good. Don't get me wrong. I like the I like the script. Cute. It was just very. Was <laughs> that about? moment was. What about? It was about uh, this like uh, group of I don't want to say mercenaries, but they're like uh, they seem like military kind of guys. One's like older and has a lot of experience. One's kind of in the middle. One's newer. Um, and they're it's basically like a campfire story. Mm-hmm. They're sitting around a campfire and talking about um, like there's a voiceover and. There's like a, a monster short. out in the woods or something. It's a Disney short. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. My that's why my professor was like, oh, I can see this being animated because one of the characters' name was Beetle. 
She's like, I can oh, see no. them all being beetles. I was like, oh Little no. Yeah. Like a, a spider or something out in the woods. Yeah. Aww, it's so cute. Which it would be cute, but like the look on his face was devastating. <laughs> Um, yeah, it definitely sounds like it's like, oh, that's so cute. Like, yeah, that outfit looks kind of like, so much effort into it. Damn. Uh, Poor guy. Anyway, that was that was something that just reminded me of that. Anyway, yeah. uh today we are talking about the 2018 film The Toy Box. Hell yeah. I The Toy Box. The Toy Box. And I first and foremost, um, this title I didn't know what to do with it um because the cover is the toy box with the all the characters standing around an rv yeah i from the get-go had no idea what was happening um it doesn't tell you no it's it's a very they definitely buried the lead with the title yeah for sure it so for those who aren't into true crime um this is i don't want to say based but it's like the premise is pretty much um, based off of the toy box killer, David Parker Ray, where he had a trailer that he called his toy box, and he would, like, you know, torture women in. Um, and he kind of looks like the, the guy in this. I was going to say, oh. the guy in, like, the the villain Yeah, looks very much like... 70s serial killer. 70s serial killer if Jeffrey Dahmer... Was, met Hulk Hogan. Yes, and was yeah. older and uglier. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but this, yeah, it's morally, it's really weird. Yeah. Because the Toy Box Killer is like one of the kind of the worst ones. Um, not saying that there's levels of, you know, serial killers. It's all bad. Like, it's all horrible. Yeah. Um, it's one. He's one that I um I don't remember hearing about. Yeah. Um, uh, he's not one of the like most talked about because yeah. uh he it's only he didn't kill people i think i think i think it's uh documented that he he might have killed one or two but mm. he he mainly just tortured really yeah um yeah but with yeah that context, it's like with that context it's like it's based on a real killer it makes some of the details that they kind of put in the movie a little bit like yeah excessive and and like yeah. you're just putting it in for the shock value into like it, it doesn't yeah. really add anything to the movie other than oh it's reference to a real life thing and it's mm. yeah. yeah which not a lot of people are going to get because like it's not you know they don't use his actual name no. they use uh his name's like david something uh robert robert gun three gun three yeah um but yeah it's it's just a weird like why would you do that yeah. kind of thing? He very much looks like a sub, like a classic seventies. Yeah, like, and he's killer. supposed to, he's supposed to be made out to look like one, uh, and he's not in it until the very end. And he's also a ghost. Yeah, he yeah he's not real. He's he's a ghost. Yeah, when that, I first saw him, RV. Like my first thought was like, oh look, generic serial killer man who's exactly. the villain. I just like I was like, okay, this is the this is the ghost villain right out of his mind. He's not he's not interesting at all. He's just generic serial killer. That's the reason yep. he's killing people. Something else that I picked up on is that while he is generic looking, it also looks like a costume. Like, yes. It doesn't fit him. It does at all. yeah, it doesn't look like he's supposed to look the like the hair and the teeth. It doesn't 
fit and it looks like it's supposed to be a costume. Like even the facial expression of like the actor where it's like yeah. when he's like, doing the killing, like he's he does this very exaggerated facial expression. It's like he's like growling and in shit. And anyways, that was one of yeah. my, one of my big issues was he he looked like a villain, but it was it was very made up and costumey. Yeah. And I I that's one of the reasons I didn't like it. But uh Gabe, what was your general reaction to this movie? Um I think it's a ten out of ten. Um, <laughs> Please say you're kidding. Uh, no, like I, I, I know that it's awful. I understand that this is a a terrible, terrible movie. Yeah. But again, with con- with the context of like floating it, and it's to me, this is one of the. It's so bad, it's fun to watch. Yeah. For- Taking out the context that it's based off of a real serial killer. Um, I think it's fun I, because it's so it's un it's so unbelievably stupid. The characters make such ungodly, unreasonable decisions mm-hmm. that it it's like why are why so much of this movie could be solved by someone making a rational decision, right? Um, and that's why like I love it so much because it's like what are you doing? Yeah. Um, because later on, like the let me tell you, this dad is the dumbest character. The grandpa, yeah. the grandpa, yeah, is one of the dumbest characters ever the, put to screen. One of the worst actors. Oh, ever. he's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible. <laughs> terrible. At, at one point, like, oh god. I mean, we'll get to it, but like, uh, yeah, and like the dad just he. They see this, uh, the brother and sister stopped on the side of the road as they're driving. Which, mm-hmm. first of all, where are they going? He says they're going to to cave paintings, but... It looks like they're out in, like, Phoenix. They're, like, Phoenix yeah, out in Arizona the middle of the desert. Like, he says they're going to see cave paintings, but he said that's a pit stop. Like, that's a, uh, that's not their main destination. Yeah, they never said exactly where they're going. Yeah, it they was, said that they are going to stop to see cave paintings. It was but, supposed to be this long trip that was planned out by the grandmother Yeah. Um, before she passed away. It was just, like, this long, elaborate trip to, like, bring everybody back together. Tell them, Dad. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't explicitly said where they were going. Yeah, it's... Um, this movie really doesn't make any sense. Jake, what was your overall reaction to watching it? It, Overall reaction to the movie? I just didn't care about anything that was going on because it felt like the most generic version of what like you'd see in a movie like this. Yeah, and it's like the characters make dumb decisions. The characters have like exposit their backstory. In moments of anger to show mm-hmm. drama, and it's like, and like, one thing I've thought of um, when talk about talking about it right now is, um, do you know the um, the guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show, like the guy with like the balding, the blonde? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, but sure. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, fuck. Is that the what? name? The Butler guy. I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking my gay card away. What the hell? <laughs> Your gay card has been revoked. Yeah. Rip rap. Rip rap. Okay. Yeah, like how like how like cartoonish and like silly he is. Yeah. He reminds me of the killer in this movie. Yeah. Because yeah. Rip Raff is supposed to be like Igor. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, like Igor, like because like, he's like very like 
hunched over, like exaggerated, and how goofy is meant to be. But like in right. Rocky Horror, it's for it's for humor. But in this movie, it's it just like yeah, like I, I honestly, like, what are we doing? Like the the goat, like the other ghosts are more scary and more interesting than the actual killer. It's I think a genuine like that could have been a, a creepy moment is towards the end where I think it's the daughter that sees the the boy from the beginning. Yeah. Um, like covered in blood and twitching. Like I think that could have been a really creepy moment. I think that was Steven's dream. Yeah, it was a dream. Or it was Steven. Yeah. Steve I know yeah, I know it was a dream. About I can't Olivia what character theme. saw that. Yeah. yeah. That could have been creepy. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, obviously. Um Yeah, this this movie, man. Um <laughs> uh they where does the grandpa get this van? So that I was going to say, that's one of my biggest problems with the movie, is even from the beginning, there is no continuity, and I am so lost on the timeline of these events. Because we start out with a boy riding his bike uh, at night, he's riding around, and he's, he's like, doing some sick sick jumps and shit. Um, he's, like, what, like, 13, 14? And he comes around a, a corner by, by the RV, and the door swings open behind him, and he stops immediately. And I'm like, First, you're all already in a hurry. Why the fuck would you stop? You know better. But of course, he gets off and he goes to the door. Um, and I really thought, I I appreciate them for misleading me. He he looks, he's on the stoop looking inside the RV. He turns around to look behind him outside. And I really thought, oh, this is when something's going to grab him from inside and pull him in. But it didn't. He gets up and he goes in looks around a little bit, and then he goes to leave, and then he gets pulled back in. And I was like, okay, they misled me. But anyways, we move from that. This also never comes back, by the way, except mm-hmm. for the little boy in, in, like, being dead in one of the scenes. I mean, there's a brief like, mention of it. Yeah. Like, as they're leaving, like, the boy's mom, like, pulls up, stops, like, right at Steve, mm-hmm. and just, like, only at him is, like, have you seen my son? He's about 13 right. years old, and he has black hair, and it's like, no, I haven't seen him, and then she's just that, gone for the rest of the movie. So That character felt like, oh, hey, we kind of forgot to mention him for the rest of the yeah. movie, so let's put in his mom trying to look for him. Here, that, that moment is, like, the keystone of my entire problem with this movie. It was at this scene that I was like, Gabe, I need you to pause the movie and I need to figure this out because we're assuming if his mom is driving around looking for him, I think she explicitly said he didn't come home last night. Yeah. Meaning, or was it last night or like a few days before? I, I don't know, but we're assuming that this event with the kid was a day or a couple days prior. Meaning that either the grandpa owned the van, owned the RV at this point, and it was sitting out on the street? It was. It beca- it's sitting in front of their house. Okay. Okay, because when I watched it, I was like, I didn't realize at the very beginning that it was haunted. I thought there was actually somebody living in there that, like, kidnapped the kid. Oh, yeah. No, no because when they leave, we see the bike still there. Right, we see the bike. Yeah. But whenever they're packing up in one of the families packing into the RV, it's all clean and all new or not new, but it's clean and, and decent looking. And I was like, wasn't there a kid murdered in this like two days? Well, ago? like ghosts. Yeah, the ghosts. Thing. Right. So now afterwards, knowing that it's haunted, I'm, I can put the pieces together and be like, oh, it was haunted. So it, of uh, course, it does make sense up front. though. Yeah. 
I was very confused to start out with. And throughout this film, that was one of my biggest issues was the continuity is gone. Oh, yeah. Like, like we talked about, we don't know where they're going. We don't, I don't know anything about these characters except for the backstory of the two brothers and the dad. Yeah. That's all we get. So I don't give a shit about any of these characters. Um, There's also about 16 different production companies behind this. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it started. And it was. The locos it, kept going. It was one or two. I was like, okay, you know, one or two. Got it. And two is usually it, like kind of the, the standard. And then it kept going production company after production company. I don't know if you guys have seen that family guy bit of <laughs> when they're. There, uh, Peter's in a movie theater, and he's he's like, "Oh, I have such a hard time like telling the difference between a production." Oh, company wait, I have the, seen that clip. And the yeah. actual movie, and it's like production company after company after company. That's what I was thinking of. And it's like he thinks it's the start of the movie, but it's another production company. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This. Yeah the the van, by the way, which looks like Walter White's meth lab. Literally. Um. I think also these the, uh, there's two drone shots in this or three or two or three drone shots in this movie and it's clear they're not rendered properly because yeah. if you look like on, on how it's um if you look at certain parts in the frame mm-hmm. like they're distorted yeah um so it's obvious that like they shot it in like raw or something and right. they didn't render it properly and it turned out kind of funky right um god they're bad like i not and i didn't realize it until watching it i was like god damn like yeah this looks terrible so we start out with a family that is packing up all their stuff to go on a family which denise richards is plays the mother which i don't know how they got her in this which i I say i don't know how but like she kind of does anything quote unquote road trip Something. We don't know where they're going. I don't know where they're going. I don't think they know where they're going. It's a grandpa. God damn. His... <laughs> I'm sorry, but the grandpa. I I wish the movie had more of him because he's the best character in the film. And I, also the fucking like. worst. Oh yeah, no, he's the the actor is horrendous, yeah. but uh, the acting is horrendous. Yeah. Um. Um. But the grandpa, his two sons, uh, Stephen and Jay, Stephen's wife. What the fuck's her name? Denise Richards. No, not the actress. I don't Jennifer. know. That's why I'm calling her Denise Jennifer. Richards. Jennifer. I called. Oh. I wrote her down as mom in the entire in my all my. You notes. know why? Because <laughs> I didn't. I didn't notice this until Katie pointed it out. But the only thing this mom does in the movie is cut carrots and apples. Literally, <laughs> the like before the crash. The only thing that she is doing is okay. Crash. It stops. Well, <laughs> it's supposed to make like a crash, but like an exterior shot, it just mm-hmm. stops. Um, but yeah, uh, Jennifer and then Stephen and Jennifer's daughter Olivia, there, are all packed up. Uh, Jay is the estranged younger brother that smokes weed and is meant to be like a a disappointment, disappointment child, I guess. Um. Yeah, as they're going, that's the only fucking thing that Jennifer does. Let's chop carrots. <sighs> I didn't notice that, but like you're right. Aside from like consoling Olivia, literally, she really doesn't do anything. That's in all this she movie. does. And she said something. She was cutting, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go back to preparing your lunch." And the next scene, we see Olivia eating, and it's literally. I thought the only thing on the plate was carrots and some shredded lettuce. 
And I was like, day out <laughs> lunch child was like a fucking rabbit. Literally. Um, so they get going. Uh, as they're going, some like weird stuff happens with the RV. Like the window almost closes on Olivia's hands. Some of them won't open. Yeah, they won't open. Uh, the, the, ra- <laughs> the radio isn't working. The radio starts playing by itself. And the, the fucking dad's like, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to question this. Yeah, the AC isn't working, and they get a, a couple, I, I'm assuming, a few hours down the road, and they uh, they see a car parked on the side of the road with the hood up. And the grandpa's like, oh, well, we should stop and help them. Because and, and everyone's like, what the fuck? No, we don't. Everyone's like, there's nobody there. Just keep fucking driving. <laughs> and the dad's like, insistent. He's like, well, if I was stopped on the side of the road, I'd appreciate someone got out and helped. Right. You know what? Just yourself at this point so um. it turns out that the truck or the car was not empty there is a, a brother and sister um adult brother and sister that were in the in the truck that uh i what did she say that radiator that they something? blew a head gasket yeah which is like tell me you don't know anything about cars without telling me you don't know anything about cars which Here's- i had which yes head gaskets can blow but that is not the only thing that happens in cars Okay, so on top of the awful acting of the awful character of the grandpa and, <laughs> and Jennifer's, and Jennifer's fucking shit, now I need to talk about Sam, the sister of this couple. Lord. Of this couple? As like a couple of people, <laughs> but the sister this of, these, Alabama. of these two. Sam, Samantha. Your sister. No. <laughs> no. no. Um... So we had our, like, basic mother character in Jennifer of, like, uh, cooking and chopping and, and all the stuff. So now we have our badass mechanic woman character in Sam. Which is one of two women in this movie. Literally, the only two women. Well, I mean, there's Olivia. But, but she's a child. She dies. She's, and um, They all die, I guess. But And I was like, of course we had to, we had to throw in our token. Um, Badass woman. There is a there's a TikToker named Delaney. Okay. Um, she she does the like characters where it's like the most insufferable person thinks you're obsessed with her. Yes. Character. Yes. She does I the one where like it's the her. it's the token uh woman who like knows everything about cars. Here's the thing. I love those videos, and I'm sure she's a great. Person. Oh, she's great at it. I God damn, but, but those I find her insufferable are... because of her characters. But they're so accurate. They're so they're so accurate, dead on. Though. Why I find her insufferable? I'm sure she's an amazing girl. Oh yeah, and she's very nice, and I'm sure she's great. But in my brain, she is one of those insufferable fucking characters. Yeah. So that was my entire issue with Sam. Is that she's yeah? She's like, oh yeah, we blew a head gasket, and then like she says twice in this movie, "Do you know anything about engines?" Yeah. Um, twice, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, She's supposed to be, like, the stone-cold mechanic that, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it's just, like, because later on, um, what, Jazzy? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Sorry, our dog is whining. Um. We're making a show out of it. Because <laughs> uh, later on, um, Steve and Jennifer are, because, like, after oh I'm oh so my sorry. God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Um after 
the this RV crashes. Jennifer spends majority of the movie with her hand just in the engine. We don't know what's happening or what Sam, she's doing to Jennifer. fix it. Oh, Sam, sorry. Um, Sam just has her hand in this engine the whole time. Yeah, like and that's her on. only like, I'm fixing the engine. Yeah. Um, and then Steve and Jennifer are like talking in front of her, and they like kiss, and then Jennifer's like you ever been married like cucking her or something I like was, i was thinking about we talked last night and we were like oh this movie does not pass the bechdel test it doesn't but it does for like two seconds because they start those two those uh sam and jennifer start talking about marriage and i'm like did they just throw that line in just so they could say they passed the bechdel test yeah because they 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 talk about that and then we cut to something else and we cut back and they're talking about the beach yeah so i think that like that's supposed to be like, oh, hey, we do have our only two women talk about something different. Yeah. Um, it's bad, though. I need to jump back and I need to say something because it really bothered me when I watched it. The crashing scene. Good Lord. Piss me the fuck <laughs> off. So, yeah, they like <laughs> they're all of a sudden the, the RV starts driving by itself and uh it like it starts smoking up in the front, yeah. but we cut to a shot from the back and it's not. Yeah, whatever. Um, it could just the, be the dust because they're in the desert. There's a lot, uh, very dust. No, it was like smoke coming from the oh, engine, okay. like up through the the vents. Anyways, um, and they like they crash and then it like cuts the no, they they crash and then it cuts to a montage of them crashing again. Yeah, and then it cuts to black and they like wake up. Dad's in the dash. Uh, they all wake up at the same time. Yeah. Um, um, which is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in movies. Yeah. And it, like, again, it reminds me of the scene from Community whenever uh, they yes. accidentally chloroform the secu- the janitor and they, like, all have to wake up at the same <laughs> oh, time. God, and he goes, we're all waking oh, up what together. happened? Oh, we all got chloroformed. <laughs> Who is she? And they have Why to do is it she again. Wag? <laughs> But my entire problem with that crash scene is that, like, montage thing is something you put in a trailer. Yeah. In a teaser. That shouldn't be in the fucking movie. Because it was so jarring from, the like, the right, the rest of the editing. Like, I yeah. know it's supposed to be a crash, but that editing was but so... I just saw it! Right. It was so jarring, I couldn't even focus on what was actually happening. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's it, This is a very trivial thing, but it, it, it really made me mad while watching it. Honestly, yeah. the editing through a lot of the movie is really bad. Like, just like, also like during like whenever the mom's cutting carrots and like it just constantly cuts to like the little girl's dull face. ass knife. Oh, she is going at it with that dull ass knife, trying to get it to chop through. And, and like, no, it, I'm with you, Jake. I I thought that like, oh, she's gonna like chop her fingers off or something. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to inter- interrupt you, Jake. And, like, there's so many cuts. To, like, also, it's like Olivia's like smile too, and it's like, it's really weird. And it's like, oh, dude, this kid's teeth. Is... We should not have been that close on this kid's teeth. <laughs> I did not need to see her two front teeth that were missing. I didn't need to see this child's uvula. Yeah, and at any point in this movie, disgusting. Um. Like there's so many moments in this movie where the editing is just like, like even like was, some of the moments are meant to be scary. It's like they don't like they they either like jump too much or they yeah. like they don't have the impact that they're needed for like the actual like what the scare is meant to be. Like it they was edited by the director. I couldn't tell if they were going for scary or like stressful because like that knife, that knife thing while she's chopping the carrots, 
just like stressed me out. I think I that was like, going to oh. be a stress one, yeah. Yeah. I think that was but, like yeah. that. It's it's just like like so, like like you said, like the crash was like like it felt like a scene from a trailer, not something that you actually see in the movie. Where yeah. they, it, it, like the actions, like anything where anything interesting happens, there's so many cuts. Yeah, you, and after, you, go ahead. Uh, like you lose sight of like what the, the what actions are happening in what order. It just it's so annoying. Yeah. Um. One thing that happens during the crash is Jay hits his head on the TV, and it knocks him <laughs> unconscious. But then, I'm sorry, this is... what's his name? What is Sam's Mark. brother's name? Mark. Mark. Oh, no, Jay. His... Wait, Sam's no. brother. Oh yeah, it's Mark. Yeah. Mark hits, falls, and hits his neck. Like right on his windpipe on the corner of the uh, um, counter, and uh, and so when everybody's waking up, Mark is dying. Mark, Mark, yeah, Mark's like gasping like a fish, coming and like dying. Not coming. That's what he no. looks like he's doing. He looks like he's gasping. He's like jerking for breath. forward. Like he's a fish gasping for breath. Oh, I was thinking about something else. Okay. Um, we can talk about that later. That's just you. So- <laughs> that's just you. Uh, before they crash, like. Uh, Denise Richards see the, sees this blood in the sink, and then like Steve comes in and it's gone. Yeah. The accents, whenever we see the sink, is so fucking funny. Like it's supposed to be so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Dad's in the dash. Uh, they and then they uh, they just put Alex's Alex Mark. Mark's body like just out in the desert and <laughs> cover him with yeah. a blanket. Here's my other Sam doesn't. Problem. It's Jay and Steve that bring him out there. Here's my other problem with this movie is when somebody dies, nobody reacts the way they should. No. Everybody reacts so small to these deaths. So when Mark dies, Sam is looking at him and is like like obviously a little bit fearful and there's tears in her eyes, but she's not doing or saying anything. And we cut and see Jay. Jay is the one that's that's taking him out into the desert to like bury him, cover him up, whatever. And then with this white, with this white blanket that they have so many of, right. because they do this twice. And then Sam doesn't freak out until the ghost starts messing with her inside the RV, and she jumps out and starts yelling at Steve, at um, oh, at, the, at Grandpa, and being like, "Oh, you killed him! You killed him! This is your fault!" and and walks off. Yeah. So she doesn't start freaking out until the ghost starts messing with her. But even then, she reacts so small to her fucking brother dying. Yeah, I mean, she's just a girl boss. Like, yeah, she doesn't have emotions. She doesn't have emotions. She's a stone cold badass. Stone cold badass that knows how to work on cards. And so brave that, like, it only makes sense for her character. And, like, Jennifer, her character of being a mother, she's such a mother. (laughs) Also, guys, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if y'all remembered, but there was at one point a dog in this movie. Uh, yeah. There was. There was a dog. He's gone. <laughs> the fucking dog. They, they make a comment on like, <laughs> dog was gone. We don't see him like at all after they leave. Do it would we? have improved the movie. Like, like there, there's a scene of like him in in the bed with Olivia when they're like driving out. Oh yeah, yeah. but like he's he just disappears. And they make a com. I think Jennifer makes a comment of, oh, I think Bentley. I think you should go play with Bentley. Um, Bentley's gone. Oh, Bentley's uh, Bentley's out somewhere. I was like, Bentley's on a farm yeah. up in the sky. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know how to tell you, but um, yeah. And Jay is like, they're 
getting I say they're getting upset. They're getting this movie's version of being upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jay's like, am I the only one thinking about the dead guy? And like, you kind of are. As soon as everyone, the people die in this movie, it's immediately forgotten. Yeah. Because Olivia dies uh, later. Um, they're trying to fix this RV. Mm-hmm. And, oh, well, this is after the dad stupidly shoves his hand into the engine it's to like fan. do something with the radiator. Yeah. And, of course, the ghost, like, starts the van, and it, the Life. fan shreds his arm. Yeah. Um, I say shreds. It, like, just, like there's some blood comes. thrown on it. Yeah. Later on, they're tra- Okay. Before we get to Olivia. <laughs> After the dad gets his hand, his arm shredded, the, the family's dumbest, dumbass idea is, like, let's just wrap it in gauze. We're not going to clean it. We're not going to put pressure. We'll just wrap some gauze yeah. around it. Yeah. Like, do you not? And then later on, he has like a full, like a, a fully medically uh, attended to cast on his whole arm. And I'm like, what? Uh, how are you not bleeding through that? Yeah. Like, well, he don't... does start bleeding through the gauze originally. Originally, but uh, yeah, after a certain that. point, I think he even forgets about his arm because yeah. he doesn't like touch it or anything. <laughs> As like that night that while he's resting, he's like, "Oh, my arm feels like it's burning," and he's he's like burning up and everything. But then the next day, because he's probably infected, he's fine. The next yeah. day, and he's just like, uh, "Aside from my hangover, I'm all right." Yeah, wouldn't know because you had one sip of alcohol. Right, he like favors his arm a little bit, but it's like almost nothing happened for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and it's just so. Let's talk God. about Olivia. <laughs> so let's talk about Olivia. They're throughout this basically our entire movie is just them trying to start this RV. And it's just in the middle random of scenes of them trying to start this. So, uh, Jay was behind the wheel whenever the dad got his arm mm-hmm. shredded. So everyone blames Jay for it, right. of course. Uh, and then they try to start it again after uh, Denise Richards decides that uh, she's going to be done for the whole movie and mm-hmm. sits in a lawn chair and just goes to sleep. And Olivia's like, can I go play? And she's like, yeah, only where I can see you. And she falls asleep. Olivia finds a jump rope in the RV. Yeah. Oh, dude, I can't wait to find this. Finds a jump rope in the, in the abandoned, or not abandoned, but finds a jump rope that has been left by the previous owners in the RV. It's not hers. And so she comes out and she's like, mommy, mommy, can I play with the jump rope? And, and Denise is like, yeah, of course, as lo- only where I can see you. Olivia, Olivia goes immediately to the back of this RV. goes to the back of the RV. Just and it's right like, behind it. Literally right behind it. <laughs> right behind the wheel also. Yeah, yeah. she's like directly behind it. And yeah. it's like, she starts playing and of course Denise is like out for the rest she's of the She's like, movie. look at me, look at me. And yeah. Denise is like, yeah, honey, that's great. She's like passive about this, but I'm like, you just told, which I understand that like, that's the thing that mom is yeah. like, only where I can see you, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then of course, they're trying to start the RV and then it starts and it backs up into Olivia. Which, I'll give this movie props, it kills the kid. Immediately, too. Yeah, it like it's not like a thing where she dies later, like, she is dead. Yeah. Um, we don't see it, and no. here's where I get frustrated with it, because, like, they kill her less than a minute later, no one cares. Honestly, yes. so... Denise... The mom, like, freaks out for a few seconds, and then she just is fine. So let me, can I add something here, please? Sure. So any mom that I know, if. And I know a lot of moms. If something like that happened, even not even to that extent, if something 
like that happen, the mom would be the first person to try and lift the entire RV. They tried, they like it. put it in neutral and they try to push it. Yeah. Uh, so just give up. Don't get me wrong. There is a very emotional and stressful moment where Denise is freaking out and they're all trying to move the RV off, off of Olivia. And I, I'll be honest. I was a little bit stressed out. I was like, Oh shit. Everybody is actually reacting. And this is like a stressful moment. But after 30 seconds, of trying to move this RV, Denise gives up. And they just, all give up, and we can't. It's not shown. It's not shown how Olivia is stuck underneath this RV. It doesn't. Sh- it doesn't show that she is stuck underneath the RV. As yeah. far as I know, the way this would work, if the RV backed up, she would just be hit by it and be underneath the RV. But no. I think we're supposed to think that she's stuck underneath the wheel she's of stuck it, stuck under the tire. I don't understand how that would have happened whatever um, uh, because she's not playing anywhere towards the side of it she's in the middle so so i don't really know how and the rv doesn't move that far so i don't understand how this really would have happened and like they're just like well we'll just put another white blanket over her and right. forget about her the rest of the movie and uh denise is like sitting inside this rv like I guess, contemplating the death of her daughter. She's not exactly, you know, that upset about it. As most people would, starts losing it a little bit. And then Steve comes in with this bloody jump rope and sits it in front of her. On the table in front of her. As if, like, this is your fault. And, like, setting a gun down. Both shout it out out loud. Why the fuck would you do that? What type of grieving wife, and you're like, I'm gonna put this bloody jump rope that our daughter was just killed. And you're gonna sit here and you're gonna think about that. And you're gonna think about that. your fault. I, I was, was like, and it's, who with the right mind would do that? So You know, if she was just a badass instead of a mother, she would have gotten it <laughs> all right. You know? If she was Sam, she yeah. would have been fine. So they, so um, Denise starts freaking out a little bit. She starts going on about um, oh, we didn't mention this. Um, throughout the movie, the TV in the RV has been turning on and showing, uh, showing like scenes, showing scenes and recordings of, of the family, like that we saw earlier in the movie, but there's like the, uh, a dead lady floating in the air or, or something. There's always something weird about them. So Denise, as she's grieving, it starts going on about the lady in the TV and starts like freaking out and hang on. What did I write down i oh she started saying don't you see what's happening it wants us it's killing us everything this camper is gonna die and then all so steven takes her to the back bedroom to have her like lay down and rest and literally the only request she has is please stay with me i don't want to be left alone with the lady <laughs> in the tv and steve i looked at gabe and i said if i ever like go this crazy i need you to just listen to me and like do what I ask. We can talk about how crazy I sound afterwards, but what you are supposed to do as a partner, as a husband, is to s- listen to your wife and stay with her. But he goes, nah. You're being nuts. You're you're just losing it, honey, and walks away. Goes outside the RV and is talking to Grandpa, and he's like, oh, I th- she's starting to lose it a little bit. Yeah, she's Gabe- like, she's starting to lose it, Dad. I'm like, you she just lost her child. Women, yeah. am I right? God. <laughs> this, it's so That's funny. Literally what he says. Like, it's, it's, it's essentially the same thing. Like, what? 
<laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I hope my husband leaves me when I start going crazy. Just good lord. I fucking deserve it. I hope, I hope the second that my daughter dies, my husband just loses all interest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, go ahead, Jake. <laughs> yeah, and like, what happens is like she like she starts getting like um like little recordings of like what was happening of like during whenever like Olivia went outside and she starts seeing like the, a vision of it. It's like oh, she's like shown like a vision of her watching Olivia get mm-hmm. the jump rope and walk behind the the RV and then it back over her, and mm-hmm. um the jump rope that was left on the table by Steve is grabbed by the serial killer man and is used to strangle her. Yeah. And in this very extended scene, like it's pretty long. And um, this is the first scene that we like. Full, first, this, full this is the first scene that, that lasts longer than a minute. Yeah. The first full scene that we get with um, Serial Killer Man. Yeah. Oh, and, I, I wrote down uh, the dad's only maneuver to show that he's upset is like taking his hat off. Yeah. And that's the, he does it like six different times. Yeah. So she's, like, she's being strangled by the jump rope. And I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Gabe and I were kind of impressed. Whenever Stephen comes in and finds her, her eyes are bruised and bloodshot, which like is struggled. not a detail that I expected them to have. But right. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, because that would happen. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and like one of my favorite things about this afterwards is like everyone is outside the van, and like she's the only one inside, <laughs> and everyone knows this. And then like, oh lord, and yeah. then like, they're, they're like, okay. So she couldn't have, like, okay, so this is a ghost. And he's like, no. And it's like, okay, so even if she tried to strangle herself, she would have passed out. She wouldn't have been able to kill herself fully. Exactly. And they, like, give, like, full proof as to why there's some real weird shit going on. And Steve is still like, oh, you're all crazy. There's no fucking ghost. You're all, yeah. like, God, like, can't believe Sam, another woman's telling me that I'm wrong. God. <laughs> it, so, it's, it's so dumb. We get... We get the trauma dump of the century. Oh my um, fucking god. Where so this entire Oh time, my god, dude. This entire time Steven it has been scared. like backing up his dad and been like all all in favor of this trip and Jay has been like I'm 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 done with it. I'm over it. He obviously has some past <laughs> issues with his dad. And then we So Jay was talking about his mom uh, about grandma and Sam grandma. is there. So Sam it's, it's is Sam, there. the dad, and, uh, and Jay. Jay. And grandpa goes because Steve is burying this... his wife at the moment. Yeah. Um, and grandpa goes into this long spiel about young Jay. And I was like, <laughs> he was such a sweet young boy. Always a smile on his face. And I was like, this is not the time, my guy, you, to talk I, about this. You have to watch this scene for yourself. It's it, the it's way still, it's acted, the script. The dialogue that they have is, let's, I, let's... I genuinely cannot explain it. It's, I don't know if it's just the mixture of the bad acting, mm-hmm. if it's like what they're saying, but it's like, they, yeah, they uh, meet, they just go into this whole, like, of how their, sorry, how their family, like, is how his mom cheated on the dad for like two years, mm-hmm. and then they like were still together how the dad left apparently disappeared when um, jay was like 14 and like see uh, he didn't until... go to jay's graduation oh not this um, dude i have to say this line go. you cannot take this away from me um 
<laughs> they're like, God, and they're talking about it, and then like, uh, someone says something, and then Jay's like, "Wait, what?" And then uh, Steve comes up, he's like, "Tell him, Dad," uh, and then he like t- explains to him oh, that his mom cheated like, on him. You don't. Uh, she's like, "You don't understand," or you blah, don't blah, need blah. to protect her anymore. Yeah, he's like, well, "Tell him, Dad." Uh, they go up and be like, "Yeah, it's revealed that the dad, well, you know, was cheated on. That's why he left." And blah blah blah. I, I'm telling you, you have to see the scene for yourself. First off, my moral problem with this is being cheated on sucks. Granted, it's a valid reason to be upset. However, you don't abandon your fucking kids over it. Yeah. You don't just leave them divorce. and never talk to them again. Yeah. Get a divorce like every other normal family does. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If you hate women, you have to get away from them. Even if there's kids, you have to get away from women. That's the solution women to everything suck. in this movie. <laughs> women suck. Uh, but anyway. And so, deliver the line. Yeah, so they like are done arguing. And they, they start to go back in the RV. And this dad looks at Jay and he goes, you look good in plaid. And Jay's like, what, Jay's the, like, fuck? what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, the suit you wore to your graduation. And then it just ends. So now all I can picture <laughs> is, Jay is young in Jay plaid suit. in a, like a flannel plaid suit wearing a cap and gown over it. God, it's... I don't know. Dude, this scene, it's like you had to be high to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, and, you can tell like which like, which characters have like were written and like were meant to be like oh this is the emotional like <laughs> anchor of this movie these three guys this the dad emotional and his two sons. which which characters were written I love the fact that like they only wrote a few characters and they were like fuck we got we got to get women in it and yeah. they were like just improv Sam Sam's there she she's the she's the the strength that these men need oh, not like Jennifer at, or Olivia at like it's so funny they talk about like you were so good when you were younger the innocence of youth oh yeah Olivia too yeah. <laughs> so Olivia's funny. dead by the way <laughs> uh. so, <laughs> so fucking funny Jay and Steven decide they're going to pack up um what stuff they can and go to the highway to try and flag somebody down. Yeah. Which decent idea. Yes. Send a couple people to go get help. Great. Which is something they should have done days ago at this point. So Sam and grandpa are going to stay behind, but, um, Steven is getting something out of the cabinet and a, a photo drops out. And it's like a photo of like a crime. Not, it, it looks like a crime scene, but it's basically like a dead body mutilated, etc. And then Steven pulls out the drawer and reaches into the back of the cabinet. And there's a bunch of stuff stored in there. He pulls out in this order. I wrote it down in order. (laughs) He pulls out a set of bloody knives that are like taped together or fixed together or something. Um, A lock of blonde hair. A bunch more photos of the same type. And a gun. It's kind of like whenever you play Hunt a Killer, you're pulling out all like the evidence. Yeah. So what it felt like. Yeah, so all this is scattered on the table. The TV plays again, and the old guy, which we find out is Robert Gunthry, the the guy who owned the RV originally, um, pops up and he's dancing around this girl that's hanging in the hanging in the corner of the room. And so we learn all the dots have been connected that Robert Gunthry was a serial killer, and this RV was his. The grandpa insists he didn't buy it from this guy. <laughs> the Steve goes bought an RV from 
Robert Gunthery, which that was a pretty fun line. I was like, One yeah, it's kind of that I did learn that I would like to share because I think it's rather interesting. Okay. That so on the uh, earlier in the movie, um, Stephen pulls out was trying to pull out a map out of the dash, and he pulls out the uh, he pulls out a registration, registration card that has. Um, Robert's got oh, Robert's name the address on. that's on it. Yes. Yeah. So the address that's listed on that card is five two five South Winchester Boulevard, San Jose. If you don't know, that address is the same address as the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, I, Jake, do you know what the Winchester Mystery House is? Yes, it's this like freaky house that was made like like by like an insane person. Well, uh, Helen Mirren. <laughs> hang uh, on, hang on. We're kind I don't know of what insane. She, the, the wife of the man who, of the, like the Winchester family, the wife, um, lost like her entire family and then went West to build a house to escape the ghosts that were haunting her. But she kept, she, the, the thing was that she couldn't ever stop building or the ghosts would kill her. Yeah. So she kept building and building and building. And so this house is, is really crazy. There's like a bajillion room stairs that lead to nowhere. Um a ton of like um, doors that open up into walls or open up into nothing. It's, it's a very crazy house. Um, so that is really cool. I did not know that the address on the registration card is the Winchester mystery house. Yeah, I, I think that, that was, really cool. uh, that was, that was a, a kind of an interesting detail uh, in a God awful movie. But, uh... So Jay and Sam are sitting at the table, looking at all this stuff. Uh, Grandpa is at the wheel. I think. Yeah. Steven is somewhere and the RV starts to drive itself for like two seconds. It like lurches forward and Jay ends up stabbing himself with the knife. Because he's holding this knife like up. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah, he's so holding van... it for like an entire conversation for way too long. Yeah. So the entire van lurches forward and he stabs himself in the neck with it. Um, Grandpa ends up getting locked outside of the RV. Oh, God damn it. The windows yeah. aren't opening again. The doors aren't opening again. Um, so grandpa is trying to figure out how to get in and goes to the front of the RV for some reason and has like a, <laughs> has like a standoff. Oh my God. RV. Yeah. Cause this RV, like it starts and it kind of like it, it like uh, res- yeah, revs it, it, like kind of like a bowl, like, like um, trying to like fake yeah. him out or something. It yeah, slowly <laughs> inches forward at him, and he moves into like a single line, like in front of it, instead of moving out of the way. When it's like inching uh, yes. slowly at he him, starts when it starts chasing him, he just runs in a straight line. It's like, dude, it, dude, this thing does not have a tight turn radius. It's you can an just RV. Jump to just the get side. out of the way, and he finally does. And then the RV just keeps going, and I'm like, and dude, you could have just moved out of the way to begin with. It ends up running him over. Oh, Stephen's body is possessed while. At the wheel. Oh, <laughs> so it it so it looks yeah. like Stephen is trying to run over his dad. Yeah. So then um, they like uh, it, conversate with the dad about how dad has to now go try to find well, help. He runs him over to start with, or we think it, the van. No, he, he gets out of the way. Right. We th- it looks like it runs him over because oh, it like yeah, bumps yeah. and something. But then he shows up at the door. Yeah, does a freak out. Yeah, and yeah. then like they're like, yeah, you have to go get help because we're locked in here. And the dad starts like. He starts okay. running, and the there's a the, they find that you mentioned the gun earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so Robert, who is now possessing or like Steven. possessing Stephen, Robert is possessing Stephen. Yeah, he's like he's like behind Stephen. We see and like holding his hand. 
Um, and he holds the gun like, up to Sam to the looks like he looks like he's about to shoot Sam. Sam is like on the ground cowering. Yeah. As you do when somebody's pointing a gun at you. You know. And she's like, please don't, Steven, don't. And yeah. like tries to talk him out of dropping the gun. And then Robert jerks his hand out the window, points the gun out the window. The window yeah. opens and he just shoots, <laughs> just the, shoots dad the dad in the head while he's walking away. The way he falls is so funny. He, <laughs> he just, just, just he falls to his knees and the dead body yeah. drops to the ground. It's pretty funny. And then Steven says, he sits on the couch and he goes, he's not moving. I'm like, oh, really? Really? Is he now? Did you, you saw his brains fly out of the front of his head, right? Right. And so he's freaking out. He like gets he's this never montage seen that before. of like, right. As if his, you know, wife and daughter haven't died. Just... Exactly. But those are he's women. Born... <laughs> 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 and Jay, he no. didn't like. Like this is the this is the straw that broke the camel's back. He he's like he uh, has like a montage of all his all his family dying around him, and Sam is like, "Hey, put down the gun, put it down. You didn't do this. It wasn't your fault. Put it down." And nope, he just takes the gun, puts it in his mouth, blows his brains out. And then Sam's like, "Why would you leave me all she, alone?" She starts talking a lot, of, and she says, "Why did you do that?" Why would you leave me alone? I'm like, lady, he doesn't know you. You met him three days ago. You've known each other for two days. Um, Yes, Sam is the dumbest character. Yeah, yeah. so most of this movie just kind of It kind of falls apart. Um, She's the only one left alive. She's trying to survive. The water is still running black in the sink. She runs out of her bottled water. Just like my piss. Runs out of cans of food so and she goes back and forth between like calm quiet moments to freaking out trying to bust everything open nothing's working um yeah and basically there's the the robber like shows up in physical form Mm -hmm. she realizes that if she like stabs the rv itself she has this knife um if she stabs the RV itself, it like it hurts the physical version of him. Something like this was kind of mentioned yeah. earlier. Something happened with the RV and it started bleeding a little. Oh yeah. And so it was kind of implied earlier. Oh but okay. But yeah. This is where she like actually learns it and starts stabbing at the RV to hurt Robert's physical form. Yeah. However, he um she Sam he starts basically screaming at her and she gets thrown back into the bedroom. Yeah. Dying, I guess. It cuts to black. I wrote down unspecified amount of time later. Um, a couple of dirt bikers are coming across <laughs> the, yeah. they come across the RV in the desert. One opens the door to look inside. The second one gets kind of nervous because he hasn't come out yet. First one comes out again but holds up a beer and he's like, Hey, come on in. It's all good in here. There's beer. <laughs> I found beer. And so the second the second one goes inside. And this whole time, usually whenever uh, Robert starts doing stuff to mess with them. Um, "Quote unquote" country music starts playing from the radio. Oh yeah, it's. It took me forever uh, throughout the movie. I was like, "What is that song? I recognize it. What is it?" And the very last scene when it starts playing, I was like, "Oh fuck! It's Big Rock Candy Mountain." And so it starts playing. The door slams shut, and we get our end credits. Yeah, it's just so sad that those guys had to go in. They probably had a sad, sad backstory about their dad. It's right. <laughs> they, their mom probably cheated on their I dad. They were gay lovers, personally. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, so good that there's no women involved. Yeah. Good lord. 
You we're we're hating on women too much in this episode. We need to, Jake, you need to stop. Like, no, the, the thing is, like, I I say that because like this movie, like all the women in this movie are like are very are, are so like cardboard. They, they they're very one dimensional. They're yeah. written to be cardboard. The men have are supposed to be the emotional anchor when they all suck and aren't even that good. She and, she even like uh, Denise Richards like gets mad at Steve later uh, or earlier in the movie, and she's like, oh "You're supposed God. to be the guy that." You're supposed to be the man that holds this family together. You're I'm supposed like, to fix everything. Do you not have your own identity, ma'am? Like, Literally. you could tell like that this movie was written like for by the, a man. The, not not only by a man, like for the two brothers. It's yeah. that, for those roles specifically. Yeah, and it's like and all Which the is women why men, make that movie. Like oh. it also felt like there's like little moments of like oh Jay and Sam somewhat flirting. Maybe they could have a relationship, and it's like. It's it's very like dumb and bland. It's like I feel like that's why Sam and Mark were made siblings because if they were a couple, then the idea of Jay and Sam getting together, ooh, it's it's, it's dumb. Scandal. Yeah. It, it like yeah, it really yeah. does feel like it was written for these two guys, like the the male characters only, and like Olivia was like and like Jennifer were like added in to be like. Oh man, look at what Steve lost. His poor wife and daughter. Like, and it's like, no, I, I care more about the wife and daughter. And like, because Steve is kind of being an asshole. And like, it, yeah. it, it, like it, it really does feel so fucking boring watching like a movie where it's like, Steve and Jay are not, they're not interesting. Like, a lot of the horror stuff happens specifically, like, a lot of the ghosts appearing happens to Sam and Jennifer. Right. Like, and like, it, so it feels like they're the most involved in the horror and that Robert's targeting them because they're women, which like, that's part of the thing is that Robert targeted women is like, like in all of his murders when he was alive. It definitely seems that way because we only see clips of the girls of like some of the women he killed and scalped. And then the little boy that he killed at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So like, we only, we can only assume that he mainly killed women and children. Yeah, and like, like he, like he only kills men when, like, when he's a ghost. Mm-hmm. Like when, like, like all the pictures. And are it's only, women. I think, and I think it's really only to get them out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, and like it really does feel like, like the women in this movie were the victims and the targets, and were made to be like, oh, this is the wife of one character. This is the love interest for another character. This is the daughter who is here to be like to die, also be another like tragic victim and it's like they aren't made to be characters when really it feels like everything about the killer in the story is about targeting women and it's yeah. like and then it ends up like oh they barely matter and like sam is left like left to be the last one alive but she isn't really a character we care about because she's introduced like partway through and her personality is I know cars. I am I am tomboy Inevitable. girl who has like it's I don't know, it's just like it, it felt like it wasn't like she, she her being there when like the guys were talking about their backstory felt so weird. It's like why is Sam here? Why is like why is it Sam like like sitting there while these guys talk about their tragic past? And then it's like we know nothing about her. Yeah, she's she's just like she's like it, it. honestly feels like she's like the like 
if the final girl was a side character. Which is really weird. And it's yeah, really- that is, yeah, you're right, because, like, she's kind of forced into the final girl role. But, like, mm. she doesn't do anything. Because like, she ends up getting killed, so it's not like, you know. Like, she's given the most, like, like um ghost appearances, almost like she's given the most warnings, but then she does nothing about it. Yeah. It, it's, like, and, like, usually, like, usually whenever, like, someone, like, like Jennifer, I think, is the one that like um mentions like, "Hey, we should go out to the highway. All the water and like food in our fridge has spoiled somehow. Ghost stuff happening." And it's like Steve is the one that is like talks talks like her out of it and it's like, "Oh, no one should be going out. We should stick together." It's like, it's like, oh yeah, go sending one person out away from like the RV is like a death sentence. And it's like, yeah, that's why we should do it because either way, it's a death sentence. We should at least have someone go out to get help. And it's, it really does feel like nothing happens in this movie. And a lot of things happen to the women in this movie, but they don't do anything. And they don't have any story or thing to add other than dying. (laughs) And so it's like, I'm making a lot of jokes about like, oh, hate women, women bad. It's like, I don't know. The movie does. It doesn't like actively hate women, but it just feels like it just forgets about them existing other than having them. It's really weird. Yeah. When they're, fuck, what's the word? When they're convenient. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the toy box. Um, <laughs> uh, so bad it's good movie that has a lot of, a lot of issues. Um, Katie, overall thoughts? I think Jake kind of gave his overall thoughts. And I... then, uh, there it was definitely to me it was a so bad it's good um i was very mad through most of it i guess i so i don't even know if i could say it's so bad it's good this is something i would rewatch if i were drunk and just wanted something on um like something to laugh at with friends right i would put this on this is not something i would rewatch to get something more out of it um again the like the misogyny, the the inconsistency, the uh, the overused plot or concept. I I thoroughly did not enjoy yeah. it. Um, this, like I said, this would be a fun one to watch with friends, just to laugh at. Um, that's the thing; it takes itself so seriously that it is laughable. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only reason. That I would rewatch it is because it's so laughable. Yeah. But yeah, about that's you, Gabe? that's uh well yeah um, yeah <laughs> I I think it's so bad it's good um I always laugh at this movie because it's so incredibly stupid um that it's it's like it's almost surprising how dumb these characters are um and I don't know it's just a movie I like to throw on in the background every once in a while to just to laugh at and remember that it exists, you know? But yeah, if you're, if you're drunk and ready and want to see a movie, um, to just to laugh at, then Mm -hmm. I would recommend throwing this on. Yeah. I I recommend having a friend to open the market with. Yeah. I feel like if you're watching this alone, it's not going to be as, as interesting or as Mm -hmm. fun, but like if you're with a group of people or at least one other person, like it's going to be, 
you'll, you'll have some someone else to bounce <laughs> the, your questions off of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, that takes us towards the end of the episode. Katie, are you ready for our segments? I am. I'm working on the bacon bits right now. Ooh, so um, I'd like to see Kevin Bacon's bits. So here we go. This so obviously you we would. have to do Denise Richards for our to summon the Oracle of Bacon. We have to use Denise Denise Richards, right? Everybody agree on, yeah, on that? Yeah, I mean that's yes. not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so would you all like to guess Denise Richards' bacon number? I'm I want to say one. Actually, One? she's been in a lot of stuff, and especially in the like eighties and nineties. Think what do you think she was in with Kevin Bacon? I don't remember. Okay, I couldn't tell you, but I, I do think it's one. You think it's one, uh, Jake? What about you? I'm gonna say two, just in case I win. Jake always says two. And he's always right. But two is a pretty safe number. Yeah. yeah. So while two is a very safe number, Gabe is correct. Oh. Fuck y'all. Denise Richards has a bacon number of one. She was in Wild Things with Kevin Bacon. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, I tried a couple of others. Um, let me see. Um, Jeff Denton and Misha Barton, who play Steve and Samantha, both have a bacon number of two. Oh. Um, Jeff Denton was in something with Tom Nagel, who's Brian, Brian Nagel's yeah, yeah. Um, brother, and who was in something with Kevin Bacon. But I like Denise Richards, so yep. that was nice. So here comes my most favorite thing ever. So we are going to do our randomly generated movie uh, review. So I have randomly generated a horror movie. Um, this, is the, this is the very first one that came up. Um, this movie has had some adaptations and sequels. I'm going with the original. Okay. Um, with the classic. I maybe should not have said that. I might have given it away. I think I might have given it away. So I apologize. Um, this is the most thorough one-star review of this movie I could find. It's a oh. bit lengthy, so I apologize. Oh. But it might. I think it's the most helpful without giving it away completely. So are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. This review was written by Jacques98. Um, it was written on September 8th, 2008. So, all right, here we go. The other day, some friends told me they didn't watch horror movies because every one of them was cheesy and predictable. At the time, I wasn't exactly sure what they were watching to make them think of that, but now I know this movie. I don't care if it's a classic. It's still one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I don't understand how this was made by the same, same man who wrote another classic horror movie which was superior in every way imaginable. To call this movie cheesy is an understatement. From opening to closing, the acting is some of the some of the unintentional some of the most unintentionally funny I- I've seen in a horror movie ever. Some of the melodramatic lines, I'm sure the director had 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 to have laughed at when he wrote them, I'm sure. The entire movie plays out like something made for TV on Cartoon Network and they actually show this movie on that station around Halloween. There's nothing even remotely dark or serious about this movie because it's written with the simplicity and corniness of a children's film. The actors themselves don't even look old enough to be teenagers. Minus the cliche comical board, comical bedroom scene at the end, the movie has no more blood than a kid's movie. I really cannot think of anything in this movie that would, would be aimed at adults or older teens. This movie is a children's movie through and through. The story itself is a throwaway and lacks any creativity whatsoever. Um, the premise. 
other than that, every single factor of this movie um, uses cliches that were around long before it. A secondary character dies off. The main character goes on a quest to kill the killer. The main killer goes to school and is almost killed. The main character does some research and finds an urban legend or the equivalent on how to kill the supernatural killer. Her plan succeeds. And the last few minutes show a reversal of expectations. Anyone remember how many times they've seen that exact plot before? If I were to list the movies on top of my head, on the top of my head with that same plot, it would take at least two pages. Those of you who claim this is a superior slasher because it's quote unquote original do not know what original means. The killer is is the single thing that even kept me watching this movie. His character is a tired cliche, exactly like Pennywise and Billy and the Joker and every other villain, but his actual design is at least a little different. He's essentially Mr. Rogers with two, I'm going to say two iconic um, characteristics, but that's more original than you're going, than you're going to get in most slashers. It's sad to see him in such a lame movie. The only reason I didn't turn this movie off and go to bed because is because every quote unquote hardcore horror fan must watch it, end quote, and I did. But I saw nothing different than every other cheese horror movie ever made. I hope the remake is better and has less less clothing with primary colors. One out of ten. Any guesses? I know that was very lengthy. I really don't have a guess. Okay. I will tell you at the very beginning I said Jake, this... do you think you know it? I mean like I'm trying to think of like like with like supernatural killers. I was like, oh, Nightmare on Elm Street, maybe. I think 2008 like, is throwing me off. Yeah, I was like, Just the movie came out in 2008, right? Let me double check. And that's when the review was. That's know, when the review that's was. That's usually when the movie comes out. No, this movie came out long before 2008. Oh, okay, so that's what's throwing me off. I'm like 2008. So the killer is a clown. No. And uh, it's, it's they a compared him like Pennywise and. Yes, yeah. he's a supernatural killer. He's a supernatural killer. Oh, but it did not come out to them. Uh, that's and like, and like, there's gonna be a remake for it. So it's like, oh, Nightmare on Elm Street it has like, sequels. Maybe. Yeah, that would. And compared to, uh, there's a bedroom scene at the end, mm-hmm. and they're not. They don't look old enough to be teenagers. Mm-hmm. I can maybe give you something that might give it away. Uh, give you a hint. Give me a positive review. I can. I can give you a positive review. This might weigh on your conscience that you had to ask for a positive review, but uh, okay. You know what? Don't don't do don't give it to me yet. Then okay. Um, so the secondary character gets killed, and the first character has to go on a quest to kill the killer. The guy is like Mister Rogers, mm-hmm. but he's supernatural. Uh, they said he's essentially Mr. Rogers with two iconic characteristics. Two. I did not tell you those because they would give it away. Right. Why is I? And it's a slasher. It's a slasher. Can you give me the 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 decade? Um. Yes. This was a 1980s film. 1980s. I mean. Yeah, it's Nightmare like, on Elm Street seems to fit it, but like I if they say the... they don't look old enough to be teenagers, mm-hmm. in Nightmare on Elm Street they look way too old to be teenagers. I took away the director's name and a another movie or another movie that was written by the same guy that wrote this movie. Another movie that was written by the same guy. Yeah, so they compared it to another movie that was written by the same guy 
That, that, pretty, that, I'm pretty sure Wes Craven wrote this one. Yeah, he I wrote this one. Scream. Yeah. Uh, I guess that would be... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I know, but I don't want to say that, but like that's the thing that makes the most sense. Uh, because there is a bedroom scene at the end that is quite bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake, you're going with Nightmare on Elm Street? And because it's 2008, the remake came out in 2010, so that's probably when it was announced. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll just go Nightmare on Elm Street. You guys would be correct. Yeah. This is Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, but, like, the thing that where they said they don't look old enough to be teenagers is bizarre, because they yeah. look way older. So, when I, when I generated this movie, it came up with a very new-looking poster. Um, however, it didn't give me a year on the generator. Oh. So, I went with the original 1984 yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, I took away, um, I said, at the very beginning, I said, or this, um, I took away something that might have given it away. It said, I don't understand how this is how this is by the same man who wrote The Last House on the Left. Oh, then yeah, I would have gotten it, it immediately. Yeah, and I took away Wes Craven, and then I took away Burnt Face and Knives for Fingers. Because obviously that would have given, given yeah. it away. That's weird. That's such a weird description for it. Yeah. Also, that's such a great movie. Like, exactly. on its own. I was very surprised that there were this many one-star reviews. Like, I understand that, like, the sequels are bad. Uh, majority of them but I like, feel like this person that made the review was like um oh man it takes so many like stereotypes that i see from from other movies but i feel like nightmare on elm street popularized a lot of those stereotypes did. yeah it really did like yeah. it um it kind of took the trope that halloween started and kind of went with it yeah where it's like everyone's horny as hell and <laughs> you know there's a killer yeah um i thought i thought it was very fun that i got that role that was all i Cannot emphasize enough. This was the first role I got from the random generator. Oh wow! Um, so when it came up, I kind of freaked out that we got a, like a classic to yeah. go with, which is why I was very surprised that there were this many one star reviews. Yeah. Oh, when it first came out, a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. Um, but this is two thousand eight. Like, who the fuck gives a shit about your two thousand eight opinion about Nightmare on Elm Street? Apparently, we do since I read it. Um, that's weird. I that movie's so great. Like on it on its own. As a movie, I think it's really yeah. Aside from the ending, which is it is really goofy. Um, <laughs> the car. I thought it was a unique premise, personally. Do I? To me, I thought it was a unique premise. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it it started New Line Cinema. Yeah, that's what like New Line Cinema is really? called the house that Freddie built because uh, yeah, New Line Cinema uh, came from was basically born from that movie. The house that Jack built. Yeah. Another crazy movie. That that's a wild movie. It's a great movie. It's really but, good. Uh, Jake, have you seen the house that Jack built? No. Uh highly recommend it. Go go look at it. Yeah. All right. If you like Dante's Inferno, you'll like that movie. Yeah. Ooh. Really good. Um it's very fucked up. It, yeah, it's not you know what? It's not as fucked up as I was expecting it to be because sure. people were like hyping the shit out of it. They were like, Oh, this is one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen that I watched and I was like it's a bit disturbing, but I yeah. was expecting more. I can see how people would see would see that, but like I don't know. I guess as a, as a horror fan who has seen more fucked up stuff, mm-hmm. it was like not as sure. um, disturbing as I was as because the most disturbing thing, which I mean I won't say, it, but like I don't know, I is don't the know. the ending is the ending. Yeah. yeah. Also, there was one particular scene that is very fucked up. Oh yeah. I thought it was really well done, though. It was very That's well done. That's a great scene. It's a great scene, but it, it, it did fuck me up a little bit. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, 
yeah, that's those are all of our little little side little uh, what do we call those segments? <laughs> segments. Thank you. I'll, I'll come up with. We got bacon bits, but what's our? Bits. We got to um, come up with a name for our second second thing. I don't know. No. If you guys have any ideas for what we should call the random, I don't want to call it random horror movie generator. Right. <laughs> like that that segment. Uh, if you have any ideas, you should send us an email. Please send us a DM on Instagram. Yeah. Bottom of the barrel. Uh, pod at gmail.com share two l's this. on the instagram and email share this podcast with your friends yeah this is this is fun yeah send us 100 a... messages yeah uh <laughs> send us 100 messages about how jake is Hates a women. podcast host although <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to go for a more wholesome thing and you're like uh, let's talk about how jake hates women i mean yeah I same thing so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, let us know. Um, Any other closing comments? Anybody? Um, have fun, everyone. Enjoy the, the 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 Christmas coming up or whatever you're doing for the holidays. Yeah, yeah we got our season finale coming up. I was uh, gonna say, um, isn't our next episode my uh, breaking news? Yes. Episode. Yeah. Next episode will be breaking news they look forward to that i've got a lot of good stuff got a lot of you. news a lot of news for um, you know? oh yeah yeah that'll be next friday so look out for that episode mm-hmm. december 1st uh we got another bad movie yeah. uh, and i believe the 15th is our season finale Hell yeah. so we'll look forward it, to that it's gonna look be forward fun. to that episode because it's gonna be for those who have been with us since the start it's gonna be you're gonna enjoy gonna it. Be fun um but yeah uh have a good one. Bye. Thanks guys. Thanks guys for listening. Yeah, in the next one. Bye bye.